Let's talk about Riverside.fm, the leading podcast and video creation platform that's changing the game on how creators record content. Riverside.fm allows you to record studio quality audio and up to 4K video on their platform. Now you can interview a guest a thousand miles away and it'll sound like you're sitting in the same room. It's as easy to use as Zoom, but gives much higher quality audio and video recordings. Did we mention that they have a mobile app? This allows guests to connect directly from their phone and record content from anywhere. After your content is finished, you can easily grab clips to share them across your social media channels. So if you're looking for a hero platform for all your recording needs, from podcasts to webinars to other video content, you should be using Riverside FM. Sign up today so you can focus on your content and leave the quality to Riverside FM. Use promo code SHIPIT and receive a 30% discount on your first three months of your subscription. That's promo code SHIPIT to receive a 30% discount on the first three months of your subscription. Back to the show. Welcome to another episode of the Giant Take Podcast. I am Josh and I am joined by my co-host Alex and uh, we are here to <laughs> discuss a uh, 27-13 to loss, uh, New York Giants failure, and a, another season, I think 11 in a row, Giants uh, first game regular season losses, although I don't know if that was a joke or not, I think that's very much serious on a first game level basis, but uh, I don't know for sure. If at this episode I sound like a complete zombie, it is because I'm very tired. I had to wake up at 6 a.m. this morning to hop on a flight from Wisconsin to, to home in, here in Jersey. And um, let's just say the Giants' poor performance didn't make me wake up any more than I already was asleep. Um, so there's that. I guess we could talk about the trip later in the episode. I went to the Wisconsin game last night, which was a lot more fun and a beatdown on Eastern Michigan than I wish, that I wish the Giants could do. Um, against the Broncos, although from what I watched last night to then what I watched this afternoon, it looks like the Wisconsin Badgers could easily beat the New York Giants. Uh, maybe we should test that theory throughout practice this week. Joe Judge can maybe fly them in. But anyway, we are here. Um, depression episode. For me, it's pissed episode. For Alex, it's more depression slash um, upset. So I don't know. I guess we'll see how it goes. If I do yell, I apologize in advance for that. But that's just me. Um, and I think when Daniel Jones becomes the topic on this uh, podcast, then that might very well be the case. So, Alex, first of all, I don't even know why I'm asking this, but h- how are you? Not good. Not good. It's not a good day to be a Giants fan. It's not a good day. It's just not been a good day, really. Um, it's not a good day to be anything involved with the Giants after today's... I'm not even going to... Saying the word performance is like giving credit to the Giants when it wasn't really performance. It was kind of like a a backyard scrimmage that, you know, there was a few nice plays. Little Jimmy was pretty good at quarterback. But in the end, little Jimmy can't hold on to the football. And that was really... The- 
don't even know where I'm going with this. That was really the end of the story there. And, and little Jimmy general, grew up to be little Danny. Who, little Danny. Who can't hold who on to a grew football. Up to be, who grew up to be a three-year quarterback in the NFL. And doesn't know how to slide. Out. Okay, sorry. First, first, sorry, sorry. First yell of the day. I feel like I'm snacks with cursing. Because uh, I know he sets like a cap on Bleeding Blue where he's like, I'm not going to curse more than like two times. So I'll set my I'll set my cap for yells like I'll set mine at four. Okay, Alex, if okay. I surpass four, you need to we'll, we'll both keep track. Right now I'm at one. If I surpass four. If he four, surpasses four, I'm going to click the little kick out button here on our recording <laughs> software and Josh will be gone from the episode. I was saying I should do some type of thing when we preview the, the game on Thursday, like a dare or something. But anyway, yeah, four. We got one out the way. I got three left. Anyway, continue. All right. So shout out to uh, the Talking Blues podcast. I know I'm doing this right now. But uh, our friend Peter, who's on that podcast, co-hosts with us, does this thing with Chelsea. Obviously, it's different, right? It's 11 people. Uh, or 11 men per team. And he goes through each player and discusses what they did and <laughs> what they did wrong. So I'm not going to do that, but I'm going to go a bit more in depth here. I have like all the stats here. And I'm just going to read them down here. And I'm going to say who did stuff well, which is like two people and who struggled. So I'm not going to make, I'm okay. If, if anyone's a fan of the talking blues podcast, you know, Peter sometimes goes a bit overboard on how long he goes. I'm not going to do that. We're just going to go quickly. Daniel Jones, 22 for 37, uh, 22 of 37 attempts, 267 yards, one touchdown. Played well besides the intercept, uh, besides the fumble. Nearly got picked off a couple times, actually. So he got lucky there. Saquon Barkley, I, I feel like it's just not really fair to review him in terms of how shitty the offensive line was, how bad just the whole Giants offense was. And it, like there was no... The, Saquon Barkley got no help for coming back from such a serious injury. Booker and the few carries he got was decent. I thought Shepard had a very solid game. I think him and Galladay uh, are definitely the bright spots of today's game. Uh, Shepard, you know, was good throughout the game. Galladay had a couple nice snags, uh, especially that one catch that he had like off the fingertips there. Um, so yeah, he did well. Rudolph was unimpressive, and the rest of the offense, to be honest, was pretty irrelevant. I want to go to the offensive line. Because there's there's just there's just a lot to talk about here. Um, I know Josh, you know, had this written uh, talk. <laughs> Nate Soldier, Matt Pert, everyone, just diabolically bad. I there was there was points where I was like, damn, my grandmother could have done a better job blocking. There was points where it was like. Matt Parrott was taken like it was like he's frozen in time. Like I know Bobby uh, from Talking Giants posted the the picture of it or whatever. I, I got I think I retweeted it from my Twitter. Go follow me at anorian23. Amazing plug right there. Um, and it's just that like they had like a two second. It was like him and Hernandez were just like frozen in time. They were like statues. And then Von Miller's just like or not was it Von Miller? I don't even know who the hell it was. It doesn't really matter. Anyone with a brain would have been coming right in and. Uh, just sacking Daniel Jones. And then obviously in the beginning of the game, there was Nate Soldier there as well. And it was just terrible from all of those guys. And the offensive line, Andrew Thomas was decent. I will say that Andrew Thomas was decent. Andrew Thomas didn't look bad. He didn't look great, but he didn't look bad. Everyone else, just boo-hoo. Just terrible. Daniel Jones had no time in the pocket. Saquon Barkley, when he was getting the ball, like when Daniel Jones was handing the ball off to, to Saquon Barkley, there was always, I'd say on average, at least two Broncos already in the backfield. 
and then people are saying, I see people on Twitter, oh, Saquon didn't do very well today. Saquon literally was, he was like a fish in a sea of sharks. That was basically what happened. And his whole family that's supposed to protect him, like the whole flock of fish or whatever the hell you call them, they were all gone. They were just, they were all dead already. So don't give any crap to Saquon. He's coming back from a tough injury and it was just not really fair. You can give crap to Daniel Jones because I thought they were better in pass protection than they were in run blocking. Not by much, let's just say that, but they were better. Um, but yeah, Josh, do you have any take on this? I'm not going to go into the whole defense because I'm already pissed and I've already talked about like half the offense. I thought the Giants offensive line wasn't as bad as people thought. I think the Nate Soldier, um, the, the block in the beginning of the game closer to the whatever first, second quarter was um, horrendous. Besides that, I think the Giants offensive line played better uh, than what you're saying. I, I didn't see many Giants fans uh, shitting on them online. Um, but yeah, no, because I, I, I definitely think on that Daniel Jones long drive, they played really well. No, never the majority are shitting on them, right? It's on Saquon Barkley and people like that. But then you have the occasional asshole who are just doing it. You. <laughs> yeah. Well, I wasn't shitting on Saquon Barkley. No, I just well, defended. Him. Are you listening to me? I'm talking about the offensive line right now. No, but you you mentioned about how people were talking badly about the whole team, and I thought you were in response. Okay, continue. No, I was saying on Twitter. I don't think many people were talking badly about the Giants' offensive line today. I actually thought on Daniel Jones's drive where he uh, messed it up. I'm not going to say that word yet. Maybe later in the podcast. Um where he messed it up and fumbled, um, that could have been a different story. I mean, Alex, you just give me the go-ahead, and I will do the Daniel Jones rant. But I'll, again, I want to wait on that. I want to. I'll get deeper into the episode. Um, anything else on that? I do. I do want to give credit to some other wide receivers as well. The man who I have the jersey for, Darius Slayton, I think also had a good game. I think it was. Uh, it looked good. I don't know why we didn't target uh, Kenny Galladay more. I think it was probably heavily covered uh the ball where we saw him catch actually where he's a 50 50 where he is a specialty and it could have gone either way of a pick or an inter- uh, a pick or a catch and it went a catch i mean it was gonna go a catch i was just saying it was a 50 50 ball i don't know why we didn't throw it to him more i assume the four uh receptions and i'm guessing only four targets maybe there was one or two other ones um was just because he was heavily covered i don't think we saw enough of Kadarius tony today i know we saw a few end arounds we saw you know, some running plays, trying to get him involved. I think the COVID, again, still plays a factor in that. Maybe there just wasn't enough room that they wanted him on the field. Um, but, but, but besides that, I think we should have gotten Kyle Rudolph more involved in the red zone. Um, and I just think that overall, this Giants team, we saw the worst of them today. I think, um, I think that the people who were saying that training camp in preseason was just a glimpse of what could come from the Giants team were definitely right. And I think they were proven. So this game, uh, we were playing against one of the top 10, maybe top five NFL defenses in the league. That doesn't give us the excuse because we quote unquote, have the same deal. Uh, according to last year, in most categories, we were ranked within the top 10 of defenses. Our players are ranked within the top 10. We gained a player in a Dory Jackson Yes, we didn't gain a player of Aaron Robinson just yet on the on the PUP list, but we gained another player in Aziz Ojolari. And might I add that, I mean, Alex, I think we were texting about this earlier in the game. Where is our defensive line today? I mean, I get it. Teddy Bridgewater was, uh, and I'm raising my voice. I'm getting up there. Uh, I, I get it. Teddy Bridgewater, 
yes, he's an elusive, amazing quarterback in the pocket, but this guy's no Lamar Jackson, man. Oh my God, the the play with McKinney pissed me off. He failed for the juke, um, and, and then Bridgewater got it off for a completion, and McKinney just didn't go for the sack, maybe because it's a safety and it's not a D lineman, but you texted me about Leonard Williams. This guy got a contract deal. I didn't see him freaking do anything once. He was never spotlighted whatsoever on this broadcast on Fox, which is which would likely talk about a whole player's background if they got one sack, so that didn't happen. I never saw the dancing sexy Dexy. I didn't see anything. I think I heard Aziz Ojolari's name once. I heard Tay Crowder. He's, I saw him get hyped up after a few, a few tackles. That's like the only guy where I thought, and then Blake Martinez made tackles here and there. And Logan Ryan, obviously, he got the fumble. I thought he played well in the secondary. Um, and obviously almost had that. Um, didn't he have another? I, I, I'm trying to think. Didn't he have another play and they ruled it? Um, they ruled him down. It was the uh, whatever it was. The I think it was the 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 they 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 got the first fumble from Logan Ryan. That was the Giants' ball, and it wasn't where um, the Denver brought Jerry Judy. I think got injured. Right, they ruled him down. That was the case. It was supposed to be another fumble, but they ruled him down. I think that was Logan Ryan again. I don't know for sure though. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on it. I I, I didn't have a note for that. Of course, I took notes on like everything else besides that. But um, yeah, no, that's just my that's just my quick take. Uh. What I'm really waiting to get to here, and I don't know, like, because I'm, I, I, I want to let you navigate this, Alex. Um, but I mean, I, I covered whatever I needed to cover here. I'm just waiting to talk about Daniel Jones. Thank you very much. You go ahead. On the defensive side of the ball, um, I thought Logan Ryan was decent in, you know, leading that defense there. Blake Martinez had an okay game. Didn't think he did anything spectacular. James Bradbury had a couple nice breakups. I thought Xavier McKinney had a solid game besides that damn play with Bridgewater where he was scrambling. Just put your damn hands in the air. See, I can do it. Just put your hands in the air and block him, and then he can't throw. He can't throw the ball if your hands are like this. There's no ball going anywhere if your hands are like this. Don't worry. He's not going anywhere. He's in the corner of the field. You're going to sack him. Just walk towards him like you're like some sort of like dancing zombie, and then you're, you're like, okay, like, I don't get it. And then... We just had no interior pressure. I think Dalvin Tomlinson is so missed on this team, and I think people didn't realize how bad it was going to be until this Austin Johnson did not do the job. uh, Dalvin Tomlinson is just so key. Um, And obviously, now we saw we traded away B.J. Hill, and look now, B.J. Hill got two sacks today for the Bengals. So it's it's just, it's it's a calamity. It's a complete calamity at this organization. What I would say is Zizo Jolari, besides that, uh, roughing the passer when he was late on the QB, which was so freaking annoying. I rookie thought he had a good that game. Was a, that was a rookie mistake. I mean, that's just... it was a rookie mistake, but he got a sack. He set the edge well. I thought at points he got some pressure at certain points. He was better than you know most of the guys there. So I thought he had a solid debut for the Giants uh, in a regular season game. So I I was reasonably content with his performance. Him and I'd say Sterling Shepard. I were I was mostly content with. Besides that, everyone else really just needs just needs to improve drastically. Staying on the defensive side, I thought the way that we covered Patrick today, I thought the way we covered Noah Fant today, and I tweeted out, it pisses me off so much. It's always the tight ends every year. And someone responded, yeah, it's been ever since Jason Witten. Mind you, Jason Witten, prime years with the Cowboys, was in the early 2010s when I started to become a Giants fan. 
So the Giants haven't been able to cover tight ends for almost, if not a decade by this point. It's always the tight ends. And if they're semi-good, maybe even if they're not, they're going to break out against this team. I don't understand it. I don't care who's a defensive coordinator. I don't care if it's Patrick Graham. They're still getting catches. And and Patrick today, I, I have to pull up his first, I think it's Tim. Yeah, Tim Patrick. The, the this player on the, I'm not gonna say like he's a no name player. I mean he's a pretty good player. He's probably the number two receiver. Will be the number one now because, um, according to reports, he was the number three receiver though. If you really think about Cortland Sutton, you have Jerry Judy. Hope he gets better. By the way, it sounds like it's a high ankle sprain. Six, I feel really six, badly. For I was him. about to say Patrick will slide up now because he's about six to eight yeah, weeks. Yeah, Patrick will be the wide receiver too. But it, like he's like a he's like a poor man's AJ Green. Like, come on, guys. You always like, use seriously. AJ Green as a reference point here. Do I? <laughs> I, feel like I don't think I've ever poor used man's AJ I, I, I think I've never said that. It's just like he has like a similar build, kind of. It's somewhat. Ugh, God. Here's the only thing. We need to get God. Cam Newton incoming. Is that a, that's a question. And it looks like now with Fitzpatrick um, going down. Uh, Aaron Rodgers incoming. <laughs> <laughs> now Newton. Fitzpatrick going down for Washington. I'd assume you see Cam Newton come in um, to Washington or some sort of quarterback, something. Colin Kaepernick makes his return. Who the hell knows at this point? Um, but yeah, it's just it's it was a tough, 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 tough performance. Before you get on to Daniel Jones, I just want to touch on it real quick. I'm not going to get into the whole meaty nah, part you're of it that you're about to get into. But for me, I, I don't. You know we. We go through the game, and Daniel Jones, you could see... I'm talking pre-fumble, right? Pre-fumble. We were seeing visible improvements from previous seasons. His pocket awareness, I thought, was better. Stepping up in the pocket when pressure was behind him. I felt like even though the offensive line was horrendous, he kind of was able to feel the pressure and was, you know, he was he was satisfactory in dealing with it. He found the open guys, etc. But when it came to the crunch time, and I felt like at certain points... Daniel Jones, I, I know uh, one of the broadcasters on uh, whatever, whoever, I, I don't know who they were, but um, whoever, like Daniel Jones, he has one read in mind and then he doesn't, he's not able to switch off. He doesn't have the eyes. He He's looking at the receiver that he wants to throw to the entire time. There was a point, there, there was one play, this was post-fumble, um, that he had a he had a pass, right? I believe it was to... Darius Slayton, right? It was, or maybe it was Kyle Rudolph that it was like a 12 yard pass, right? Would have gotten them the automatic first down if he caught it. But there was kind of like two guys right there, but that was his initial read. And then Saquon Barkley is open five yards down the field, completely open around 10 yards of space around him, right? So if you give him the ball, he probably goes 10 yards, bang, gets you the first down anyway. And you know, he's going to catch it because he's right fucking there. But... (laughs) Sorry about this. It's just it's just too much. And that might have been the first f bomb you dropped on the Giant Take podcast. Because <laughs> you're not usually one to you drop the f bomb like here and there. I mean, like I it's know like, it's happened, but for me, but but it's it's just this was so frustrating. You don't even understand. But like, well, you do understand. You were watching. You're not even a, it's just a cursing guy. Too. I'm sorry. I'm breaking this down now. You're not even yeah, like, know, like not a cursing guy. Like you curse in front of like friends and stuff, but like not on the podcast. Congrats, Alex. Welcome to the club. Anyway. But it's like, I don't get it. You you th- pitch it down to Saquon there. He gets you the five extra yards. Assuming he doesn't drop it. Obviously, he did have that one drop on that check down. But, you know, it's, it's just some of the decision making that just needs to be improved. 
and you're you're for like quickly on the fumble before I give it to you. You're first down, right? It's first and ten. Do you really need to risk it all for that extra five yards and get the first down? I don't think so. You can slide on your ass and sit down. Like that's all that needs to be done. And going back to the defense, just real quick, uh, I, I just whatever it is, zone coverage or not, um, as I don't know if this video will be released because we're trying a new platform. But Alex just been completely out of frame. Um, he's now returned with his eyes and mouth co- completely covered up. Um, yeah, no, with I, I just I don't get it. I mean, there were receivers open left and right. They were heavily favoring. I think it was the right side of the field. Um, I mean. I guess good for Teddy Bridgewater going 28 for 36, 264 yards, and two touchdowns. Guy was looking like Patrick Mahomes out there today on the field. Guy was looking like Patrick Mahomes on the Giants football field. And I like to compare this when we play the Kansas City Chiefs later this year, Alex. I would like to keep this stat line in the back of our heads and see how good Patrick Mahomes does compared to Teddy Bridgewater and see if it's very lined up. Cause I can see the completions being very similar, just more yards and more touchdowns. Cause as we know, Patrick Mahomes aims downfield a lot more often. Um, but I, I can see those two things being very similar. And I also like to point Oh, go ahead. One thing I, I do want to bring up actually, cause I was just like reviewing the stats, et cetera. And I wanted to give credit to one more person. Josh is going to laugh, but Riley Dixon did a hell of the job. Yeah, he had a good punt today. Yes, he had a couple good punts. Uh, well, the first punt was good too, but the coverage, the 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 gunners and stuff, just didn't really do well in uh, recovering that. So it wasn't great. But Riley Dixon, round of applause. Okay, um, and and I I wish we did record this after the interview so we could watch them first. But I do have update on Joe Judge and what happened with the flag, um, which I'll get to. These are the two things that I'm going to use those final yells on is the if I didn't already from the zone coverage and how I was upset about the defense, it's Daniel Jones fumbling and why Joe Judge threw a flag. So here is the I guess it's going to make me sound worse now after reading this because this gives Joe Judge a little bit of help on his end. But it still doesn't. So this is why I asked him to read this first, then get into Daniel Jones and go into, I don't know why I'm bouncing around. Just listen. Joe Judge said that it was an emotional moment when he threw the challenge flag, said he was really just trying to get the attention of the officials, took full responsibility, full responsibility for doing it. Okay. Good job, Joe Judge. Congrats. I'm glad he took full responsibility. That was the right thing to do. You shouldn't have just ignored it throughout your press conference and moved on. I guess we go to this because I don't know why I would go to Daniel Jones first. Here we go. Warming up. Why the hell would Joe Judge throw a challenge flag on a end zone play when he's the head coach of the New York Giants? Why are you doing that? How do you not know the rules of the NFL? I'm sorry. You want to get the attention of the referees. You can very well do that from talking to them. Talk to them on the sideline. Calling them a bitch. I don't care. Why do you need to waste a timeout? One of your own timeouts to call a challenge. What are we challenging, Judge? Oh, yeah, yeah. Emotional moment. Listen, I was just trying to get the rest's attention. Why do you need to burn a timeout to get their attention? Why? That's, that. that's, I'm sorry. I apologize for I burned your ears. How was that for you, Alex? How was that experience? Was it really bad? 
Was it? I mean, I'm sure it was. I heard. No, it was. It wasn't that bad. Wasn't I'm that. just. I'm more upset about the whole situation. Yeah. Conti- continue on to Daniel Jones. Okay. So yeah, and I, w- I want you to please have your rant on this too. I know you won't be as upset at me because you're more disappointed in the team. So it'll be like more of the disappointed side. Yeah, I I was really upset that Jojo. No, <laughs> me. I'm just. I'm leaving it all out there. No, but I'm not even done. Yeah. So it's just like, I mean, I even knew this. Like as a. 16 year old with a podcast and 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 as someone who posts on twitter we're supposed to be the people that sit in our couch and don't know shit right you're like you know how like we're those people who every now and then we're sitting on our couch eating our popcorn getting fat and daniel jones throws an interception and we're like we could have thrown better than that yeah no shit we can't throw better than that obviously i mean we're making comments we do that all the time but at least i would know and this i actually would know and you know this too alex you can't challenge an end zone play. That's officially reviewed in New York, miles away from actually where the Giants play at MetLife. Um by the NFL officiating crew. I don't need I don't think we need to get a guest and friend of ours, Dean Blandino, on here, the NFL rules analyst for Fox, to come back on this podcast and be like, yeah, just letting you guys know challenge flags can't be used in the end zone. I'm I'm at a loss for words. If this game actually came down to the wire, which it could have been if the Giants freaking hurried up, that's another thing. Why are we huddling with 11 minutes left and we're down by two touchdowns? Like, let's move. Anyway, if we actually scored on that drive, it could have been close. Maybe we needed that timeout. I don't understand Joe Judge's excuse. I get the emotional moment. That I get. But the just trying to get the rest attention, wasting a timeout to do so, throwing a challenge flag when I don't even know if he knew, but if he knew... If he knew and was just trying to get the rest attention and blowing a timeout when he knew that you can't challenge an end zone play, I don't know what that is. I don't get it. I know it doesn't matter in the end. I shouldn't be yelling about it. We lost 27-13, whatever. But that was our head coach that threw that challenge. Our own head coach doesn't know the rules, Alex. Unless he he did and he just, whatever. Um. Okay, Daniel Jones. So here's the deal. So Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones had a good game. I'm going to give props to the man. He had a good game. I normally don't do that. He throws a pick. I yell at him. I'm going to do that again. He fumbled. So here's the deal. Daniel Jones had a good game. But if we're going to try and move this the next 16 games of the season, because lucky enough, we get an extra game this year. This is one of 17. We have 16 more games to prove ourselves. If we're going to have to deal with another season of Daniel Jones costing us a game due to timely interception... Or a fumble, as we saw today, he has to go. I don't care when, I don't care how, but I do definitely know why. Because he cannot be throwing interceptions and fumbles. And he can't be fumbling. That's what I meant to say. Okay? Again, don't care how, don't care like when. Do it at the end of the season. Do it mid-season. Get Cam Newton in here, Alex. F it. I don't care trying to restrict myself from cursing here actually but do it in free agency do it next draft we have the bears pick hopefully they suck get a top 10 bears pick get a quarterback in the first round i don't care how we do it we're gonna have to get a new quarterback yes it's only game one i'm overreacting i'm saying if this is an if statement if this continues to happen but yeah we're driving down the field alex our most productive drive of the game this is when daniel jones decides to do hurry up offense not the drive after this when there's less time left in the game. This is when he decides. He's trying to catch him on the break. Perfectly fine. Delivering pass to pass. 
Time uh, third and five. Timely pass to Sterling Shepard right on the money. Catch and traffic. Perfect. Amazing throws. And I mean, you, what you were saying, I think it was the first and ten, right? That's what you were saying. And he he's running. And um, I saw my quarterback not know how to do one of the most basic things that quarterbacks actually have a hard time doing, which is sliding. Now, Eli Manning didn't know how to slide. It's not that he didn't know how to do it. He just chose not to do it because we saw him do it later. He did it, though. He did it that other time. That wasn't a slide. Look at the The second one. That was was not a slide. the The third one, he just fell over. That was not a slide. He did not slide once in that game. But he went down. Seen him slide before. He went down forward. You didn't know, but that the, he had two slides. Listen, that was the first one that he slid normally. Okay. So he knows how to slide. It's just he chose not to slide. That which is even worse, actually. So fine, I'll change my statement then. Eli, I believe he didn't know how to slide or didn't know when to slide. Daniel Jones, Alex claims that he knows how to slide. Not after what I freaking watched tonight, but sure, he knows how to slide. He doesn't know when to slide. If we need to have Joe Judge or Jason Garrett tell, hey, Daniel, by the way, when we're driving down, you might not want to go down when a linebacker's charging at you or whoever, I think it was a linebacker, who's charging at you trying to rip the ball out of your hands. That was one of the most cleanest snags, rips out of the hands that I have seen. And Jones lost us this football game. Yeah, I'm sure there was other reasons. Yeah, there, there was other, you know, we would have scored, still would have been down a possession, would have had to stop the team that we could not stop, and they were driving down left and right, Denver Broncos. But maybe we could have stopped them. But you know what? Daniel Jones didn't even let us think about that or get to that point because the man could not hold on to the football. So I'll leave you with this, Giants fans. Like I said already, and I'll say it again, if Daniel Jones cannot hold on to this football, whether he's thrown interceptions to wide open defenders like we saw in the Patriots preseason game, or he's fumbling on runs, he needs to be gone. That's it. I'm done. Alex, go ahead. You talk about Judge. You talk about Jones, whatever you want to do. I had my rant. Thank you. To be honest, I have nothing else more to say. There's nothing, there's nothing that you haven't said that needs to be said. And, uh, I mean, this, this game was a disaster. And the only thing I can hope is that hopefully we can have a quick bounce back on Thursday. But at, at this moment, it's just hope, right? That's really the only word. Uh, there's, no, there's, no, there's nothing to back up that anything's going to change on Thursday. Just need to focus, get a good day of practice in on Monday or Tuesday or whenever the hell we're going to practice. But damn sure we need to practice. Hopefully something happens and uh, we bounce back from this. Because, you know, I'm, I was about to say the Giants always bounce back, but that's not true either. Um, <laughs> we hope the Giants will bounce back. We hope they, we hope will, they bounce will bounce back. back. And they're not playing a bad opponent either. Uh, they're playing an NFC East rival a Washington team that doesn't even have a name. And uh, we need But we haven't lost to them in a while, so that's the only thing. Although that, they that do change. Although they do scare you. So Yeah. They do not have Ryan Fitzpatrick as of now and it looks to be a serious injury. Obviously I think he hurt his leg, hip, something. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, whatever. You know, who knows? Ryan Fitzpatrick, man. Fitz magic. He won't be out there. 
whatever it is, let me get it now so I can just send accurate information to whoever's listening um, and not just be like hip, waist, uh, leg, because yeah. those are very two very different parts of the body um, that, that yeah. recover and heal differently. And uh, so while Josh, while Josh does that, I would kind of like start. No. Oh, you're you would have, you would have thought, you would have thought you could do such a thing. I would have thought. According to Ian Rappaport, Washington QB Ryan Fitzpatrick is believed to have suffered a hip subluxation. A hip injury. A hip injury. And I'll have an MRI tomorrow, but apparently it's a lot of damage. Uh, It's a serious injury. So it looks like we'll see Taylor Heineke on Thursday. And if we see Taylor Heineke, my God, if we can't get pressure on him or force him to throw one interception... I'm going to lose my goddamn mind, Alex. But anyway, episode on Wednesday morning, hopefully. We hope. That's what we're, that's what we're planning thir- on. Thursday morning. Thursday morning. I'm losing my mind. Thursday morning. Look. Thursday morning. Yep. Make sure to tune in before the game. Check that out. Thank you, Alex. And then we'll have a recap out a couple, uh, you know, after the game as always. That 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 does make sense, yes. Uh, sorry if this, was, this recap was a little long. I know we try to eh, – this was all right. Yeah, it was fine. 30 minutes, hopefully, around there. Yep. But uh, anyway, okay. Uh, go follow Alex, like he already mentioned, at Anorian23, at the Giant Take Pod, which is where we do all our uh, all our tweeting for Giants games and et cetera. Um, you can also follow me at Josholo29. Go check out our podcast at chipitstudios.com slash the Giant Take, or if you want to check out all of our other, all of our other podcasts, which is just two. Uh, I'm sounding it like we have 10. Uh, but it's just two more, which feels like a lot to us when we have to record all of them. <laughs> um, you can go to shipitstudios.com and pre- press on the uh, podcast section as I'm losing how to speak um, and then do it there. You can also subscribe, drop five stars. We would love it if uh, you could do so. And like Alex mentioned, preview to the uh, Washington football team. Hopefully we'll be a little more upbeat, although I don't I don't, I don't, don't think that will happen. But hopefully we're a little bit uh, uh, more upbeat on Thursday, and uh, Alex, you take us out because I don't want to. All right. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Giant Take Podcast, and uh, we'll see you next time with the Washington football team preview. Welcome to the All 80s Movies Podcast. I'm Bill. And I'm Jason. And this is the podcast where we talk about the blockbusters, the flops, and everything in between from one of the freshest decades for movies, the 1980s. So whether you're a brain, a jock, a valley girl, or a Jedi, we've got some 80s classics for you. Do these movies stand the test of time? Are we discovering something new? Is there an 80s movie we're finally watching for the first time? Join us each week as we dive into the cinematic nostalgia that inspired and influenced a generation. From the hits to the cult classics, we'll discuss our earliest memories, favorite scenes, fun facts, and our not-so-favorite movie moments, too. It's the All 80s Movies Podcast, now available on all major streaming platforms. Please subscribe and happy listening.